0: Hello and welcome to the Yarniacs Podcast. This is episode 69, which we are recording on Tuesday, August 19th,
1: 2014. I'm Gail. And I'm Charlene. And what are you wearing today? I am wearing my February lady sweater that I knit a couple weeks ago. And it's so pretty. (laughs) I barely eked it out of one skein of Miss Babs Yowza, which is... 560 yards. So as you can imagine, it is a tinier version of the sweater. It's a little short and it's got short sleeves, but I love it. (laughs) She was
0: wearing it layered over a t-shirt when I got here and it was perfect. It looked really adorable that way.
1: I'm so happy that I finally, after all these years of talking about it, finally took the step and made another one to compliment the one that I wear all summer long, all the time, <laughs> and have worn all summer long for years and years. So it's, it's a great little sweater, and I've talked about it before, so I won't say too much more other than if you've never made one, take a look at the pattern. It's a free pattern on Ravelry by Pamela Wynn, and there are 13,000-plus projects at this point listed on Ravelry, so obviously it is a very popular sweater to make. <laughs> yeah, I,
0: I still have to knit another one to replace the one I gave to my aunt.
1: Oh, yeah, yep. and and I think we mentioned this before, too, that it is one of the most spotted sweaters that in Gail and I yep. see in the wild. We have often seen this sweater on people. So. Well, it's very a really nice. easy knit, too. Yeah, It's raglan it shaping,
0: it's a very easy lace pattern, And it's just, it was one of the first sweaters I think I knit.
1: Yeah, I think so. One of
0: the first five, probably, that I knit.
1: It's just a very pleasant knit. It is. It's very enjoyable. Yes, very enjoyable. That's a good way to describe it. Not difficult. Yes. So that's the February Lady Sweater by Pamela Wynn.
0: And what are you wearing, Gail? I'm wearing a new finished object. I have talked in the past about stalking the pattern Floral Opulence, which is a tank top by Rosalind Young. And I finally cast it on and knit it since we last recorded. (laughs) It is knit with Knit Picks Comfy Sport, which I believe is 75% Pima cotton, 25% nylon. And I really enjoyed the yarn. I'm really, really happy with it. I used the colorway zinnia which is a bright happy pink so
1: pretty it's
0: really pretty i'm really happy with how it turned out you knit this one from the bottom up and there is a lace hem and then it's stockinette in a wide rib pattern up until you separate in the round up until you separate for the sleeve slash straps because it's a tank and there is a little floral lace inset at the top of the bust so very nice knit very easy since it was sport weight yarn instead of fingering which is what i most commonly use or lace lately it went really quickly for me so that was a pleasure too to have something that you could actually by the end of your evening of knitting see a whole two of yes. progress <laughs> that was very nice and i made several modifications it is an a-line pattern but i knit it tunic length so i actually cast on for the medium size And there is shaping involved anyways. There are some decreases that are worked at the side seams. But I did a lot more decreases to go from the medium size to the small. So the top of mine is the small size. And I'm really glad Charlene and I were talking off mic about how happy we are that we have learned so much that our knits fit us the way we want them to when they're finished. So very pleased with how this fits. It's exactly the length I wanted it to be. And I took all sorts of things into consideration, too. In the pattern, she does say knit to this length because it will block out to this length. I think there's an inch and a half difference. And I'm glad that I read everything very carefully because it's true. Cotton does, of course, block out more than wool does. I mean, you can stretch wool, but cotton has less elasticity to it. Thus, it's longer. And if I had knit as long as I would have for a wool sweater, it would have turned out too long. So then it would have been a
1: dress. instead Was of that... Long the yarn called for yes. for the pattern yes. so you knit this pattern with the specified yarn correct. so you could trust her that pattern instructions correct we're going to work for this yarn absolutely correct so
0: yes knit picks comfy sport is the pattern yarn that she used for the pattern and i did i wanted to try the the knit picks cotton blend so mm-hmm. i went for it and there was a nitpick sale recently which Charlene and i took advantage of so the sweater was extremely inexpensive <laughs> i used five skeins of yarn i bought eight because mm. the pattern i actually contacted the designer and said if i wanted to knit it as a tunic what would you recommend and she recommended more than i needed so i have three full skeins of yarn left and we'll talk about that later in the podcast but I really like the yarn I actually put it in the washing machine last night there's not a single pill it not only did it block out really really evenly I mean it looks it looks fantastic it the stitches all look even the wide rib looks good the lace looks good I did lay it out flat to dry for most of yesterday and when I got home from work it was still pretty wet so I threw it in the dryer for about a half an hour and laid it out flat again. And not a single pill. I am so pleased with that. I mean, my last, as you know, my last cotton knit was a pilling disaster the first time I washed it. So really, really happy with the pattern. It was very easy to follow. The lace is both charted and written out. So it was very easy, either whatever your preference is. And it was not a difficult lace pattern to follow at all. And I'm super, super happy with the end result. So, Mm -hmm. again, Floral Opulence by Rosalind Young, and Mm -hmm. that is a for-purchase pattern on Ravelry, and it's through the Knit Picks website. So, very good experience for me. Oh, and the other modification I forgot to mention, one of the design elements is that it does have buttons on the upper back, and straps are supposed to go around and button closed, and I didn't do that. I seamed them because I didn't want to mess with that and have them undo, you know, unbutton unexpectedly and anything like that. And I did knit my straps significantly shorter because I did want it to be snugger up top, you know, not low cut. So that was another modification that I made. No side boob. No side boob. (laughs) Yes, I didn't want side boob showing, so there we go.
1: So that's what I'm wearing, and I'm super happy with it. Yay. What have you been stocking? Well, I haven't Really been stocking all that much because I have just been wanting to knit all, the things, that. Don't you all yeah. the things. I love that. Instead of stock all the things, because you know I I have gone through phases where I just want to stock all the things and <laughs> not so much knit all the things and but, grow your cue so right. that you feel stressed because you haven't knit all the things <laughs> right. and you're adding more. But recently, I have just been all about knitting the things rather than stocking all the things, and so part of that and you know this from my constant texting back and forth, has been figuring out projects for my quantities, sweater quantities of fingering Mm weights. I have about, I have a list of, I don't know, five or so sweater quantities of fingering weight that I want to use that I, that I want to knit right now. <laughs> <laughs> the ones that are like, knit me, knit yes. me, knit me. Obviously, I cannot knit all of them right now, but they, they're all the ones that are calling for my attention. And I've been trying to match up the yarns with patterns, somewhat successfully, somewhat unsuccessfully. So ones that I'm still, well, one in particular that I'm still looking for a match for is my single ply Quantity of Dragonfly Fibers Pixie in the Nymeria colorway. I picked this one up at Stitches this mm-hmm. year. It stitches, February 2014. I have 950 yards. And if you will remember two, I think it was two or three episodes ago, I was talking about possibly knitting Vera Valamaki's Whispers Tee, which I is the remember. one that... It's close up top, and then it has, it's almost pleated right below the bust, and then it it gets wider at the bottom, and it has a little slit, split sleeve on the side. Flutter sleeve, yes. And I honestly thought that I was going to cast that one on right away, and I didn't, and now I'm undecided about it. (laughs) So I'm looking at, looking for something to do with that specific quantity. I think part of the reason... Why I'm iffy about it is because I have 950 yards and the t-shirt I believe only use maybe it was 700 or so mm-hmm. and I keep thinking do I want to have that somewhat awkward quantity left yeah. approximately half a skein or three-quarters to half a skein is there something else I could possibly find that will use up more of the nine hundred and fifty yards, so I'm iffy about it, and I'm now going back and forth about it. Which is not to say that I don't still love the pattern,
0: or and that the you yarn. might not
1: still knit the pattern. Because the right, because yeah. I love them both, but they might not be the perfect match for each other. <laughs> so
0: one thing that you could do, if that's a significant enough amount that would be left over of that color, you
1: could use it for like a two striped shawl or something. True, mm-hmm. true, because I do really love the color. It's a beautiful steel blue gray. Yeah, it's very pretty. I really like it, and I think it will be really useful to me in in my wardrobe. I think I would get a lot of wear out of that color, a garment in that color, so I'm really anxious to knit something out of it. (laughs) (laughs) And then the second thing that I'm stocking is an actual pattern that this week I think I will cast on right away, because apparently right now I'm all about the shawls the small shawls and this one is a shawl from helen stewart called the pebble beach shawlette Ooh, fun and if let's see last year i think it was i can't remember if it was last year or two years ago i think it was last summer i knit another pattern from helen that was in knitty.com knitty magazine called afternoon tea and i remember talking about this shawl specifically because it has afternoon tea has a lot of yarn overs in it and I was knitting it all bunched together on a circular needle of course and I knew it was going to look pretty because I kept spreading out my knitting and looking at it and I liked it but it's still all bunched together on that circular needle so you don't have a sense of the size and the scale and I remember when I finally bound it off blocked it, pinned it out, and then lifted it up. It really was one of those amazing revelation, aha moments because the shawl just transformed so much from scrunched on the needles to post-blocking. It was beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. And so I was attracted to this one as well because it has some of that similar yarn over pattern in there that I really liked on the afternoon tea. So I think that that may be one of the next shawls I start.
0: <laughs> I love the two shawls of hers that I've knit and I'm
1: looking forward right, to knitting her newest too, yeah. one, Sunburst shawl. Yeah. Oh, That's okay. really pretty. Yeah, yeah. So that is the Pebble Beach shawlette from Helen Stewart. How about you? Are you stocking anything fun? I am. I'm actually as of last
0: night, I'm stocking the hat pattern Measure in Love, which is by Megan Williams of the Stockin' It Zombies. It is a hat knit in either DK or worsted weight, and it's in multiple sizes. I think it's children through adult. and I actually bought the pattern today, downloaded it, and printed it because I have a hat that I'm going to be knitting for someone, and I wanted something. It's for a man, so it had to be something that was manly enough in style. <laughs> it couldn't be, you know, girly lace or anything. And that's the first thing that was a a special addition to my stocking list as soon as I sat down here today. What I've been stocking really the last two weeks, though, (laughs) hokey shawls, because hokey's fall knit along is happening. And there are three of her shawls I really want in it. Echoes of Color is a Mm three-color shawl with baubles on the end that fell in love with that at Stitches Mm -hmm. when I saw it in Kim and Heather's Western Sky Knits booth as a sample. And the other one is Inner Peace. And I, yesterday I gifted the Inner Peace pattern to Lori. Happy birthday, Lori, Strawberry mm-hmm. Frog. And so she might be casting it on, and thus we could have a little mini knit-along, which inspires me to knit that one first, although Echoes of Color is really calling to me, too. So And you've wanted to knit that since February. I know, for a long time, right? Yes. So those are the things I signed up for in Hokies Knit Along. But... Of course, I have the puck shawl I want to knit for our own knit-along before that. So, you know, I'm all over the place with shawls, <laughs> of course. But two other things that I've fallen in love with. Just recently released was a pattern called Mix Number 31. The name does absolutely nothing to indicate that it's a gorgeous sweater by Lori Versace, and it's from a new Shibui collection. She actually held two Shibui yarns doubled for this, and it is an a-line turtleneck sweater that is tunicy length and it is so simple it's just beautiful. It is a raglan shaping which kind of makes me twitchy because then I'm worried it's going to not keep its shape. But I happen to have a beautiful sweater quantity of hedgehog fibers in a DK BFL. And I think BFL would hold its shape better than a superwash merino. Yes. So I think that might really be a good match for that particular sweater. It's just simple, simple, simple stockinette. with It has a, a neat split hem and just little tiny design details that really call to me. Mm-hmm. And Charlene and I have talked about this recently that it seems that for the most part it's our simple knits that we wear the most our stockinette or mostly stockinette sweaters shawls garter stitch for shawls that we really go to again and again Mm -hmm. so i saw that sweater and i thought you know i should really knit that instead of one of these complicated crazy (laughs) lace you know with my heavier quantities of yarn but then again it's so warm here all the time will i ever be able to wear it so that's kind of the teeter-totter of Pros and cons. I'm walking on that pattern right now. Again, that's mix number 31 by Lori Versace, and a newer pattern by Hannah Masieroeska, who is that's Boo saying Boo hi. Boo has arrived. Yep, here is Belle. <laughs> that the new pattern is called Endearment. It's not brand new. It actually, I think it came out about a month ago. It's an adorable cardigan button front that is knit in fingering weight yarn. Lace fronts, three-quarter sleeves that have a little split hem at the bottom. And <laughs> Boo is curled up right now on top of my felted knitting bag. He looks so cute. We're going to have to take a picture of I'll take that. a picture She's going to take a picture now <laughs> for the show notes. So that's the Endearment Sweater by Hannah Maciejewska. And I have, of course, just a few sweater quantities in my closet of fingering weight yarn. That would look really beautiful for that sweater. So those are the things I'm stocking right now. The only one I will cast on immediately will be the Measure and Love hat. But I think maybe by the next time we're podcasting, either a Hohi shawl and or the puck shawl will be on <laughs> the needles. Charlene got a great picture of him yawning on my bag. It is He's very fierce. cute. <laughs> See, I know it's a yawn, but you can mistake right. that for a <laughs> yes. ar- look.
1: So that's what I'm stocking right now. What are you knitting? I'm knitting a couple of things. Things of course. First one is something that I started since the last podcast and it is a different pattern by Megan Williams called Literally Over the Top and it is a tank top. And continuing our exploration into different fibers, I am knitting mine out of the Knit Picks Lindy chain, which is a new yarn that they introduced this year, fingering weight, 70% 70% linen, 30% cotton. And Gail had mentioned that they had a fabulous sale going, or a sale, yeah. I should say, going on a little while ago. So I decided to try this since I had tried the Quinton Company linen and was kind of having fun exploring the linen. I wanted to try this one. So I'm knitting it into this tank and I'm actually moving along pretty quickly on it. The Tank is constructed... interesting construction. It's a construction that I used to use when I crocheted tops without a pattern. And it, it's probably the most basic of constructions for people who... for people like me, I should say, when I was learning to crochet who don't know how to construct garments. You start at the bottom front you crochet up, in, in the case of this pattern, this pattern is knit up the front, but when I was winging it, it as, was a crochet, as a small child, teenager. it was crochet up the front, over the shoulders, and down the back, and then seam at the sides, which is the way that this tank top is construction constructed, hence the name, literally over the top, because you start on the front, you go over the shoulders and down the back, and then knit a ribbing, the ribbing is actually knit in the round at the very bottom, and then you seam up the sides. So there is no shaping written into this pattern, it's the most basic of patterns, and... and I've
0: never even heard of that construction, so that's... So oh, really? Never, never. <laughs>
1: um, it's something that I think, I think I did it when I was young, I just improvised it, because. It's it was a way to keep things in one piece. I remember mm-hmm. I, I knit or not knit but I crocheted clothes for stuffed animals like that. and then <laughs> and then pre-ravelry, I crocheted shrugs and I would basically crochet a rectangle up, make longer add in sleeves oh and go over the sleeve Uh seam the sleeve and then go down back is pretty basic (laughs) (laughs) but for a shrug it worked because you didn't have any shaping and you it was short and then i'd have a little tie it's pretty neat so it was kind of fun to see that construction used for this tank because it was something that felt very familiar to me. <laughs> well, and I didn't
0: mention that I'm stocking that tank as well, because I purchased some Lindy chain also to try right. it out, and kind of it's our summer of exploring plant fiber yes. kind of. <laughs> and when I saw Charlene's work in progress this weekend, I was just blown away at
1: how pretty it is, and I will be casting one of those on soon. The Lindy chain is, as it, as the name implies, it's a chained construction so to me it feels very different from the fingering white linen from quince and company which was very much a strand almost stringy in because there's no elasticity to it it just felt like string to me Postage this 20, one yes yeah. this one it doesn't necessarily have elasticity because it's still linen although in this case it has a little bit of cotton so, no elasticity, but there's a little bit of forgiveness, I guess I should I'll call it for lack of a better word, just because of the chained construction. Right. It's not really elasticity, but it just doesn't feel so much like twine.
0: <laughs> well, and I think we had most of this conversation offline in the Ravelry group, but a couple people were mentioning after our review of the Quinson Company that it biases when you mm-hmm. knit with it, and one of the comments Very was that the Lindy so. chain doesn't bias as much because of the chain construction, right?
1: I haven't noticed any bias at all. So that's fantastic. Yeah, whereas when I knit with the Quinton Company fingering offering, it biased immediately, and then after I washed it, it really biased, and this one did not bias noticeably at all, even in the little tiny bit that I washed. So That's one of the things
0: when I bought my Lindy chain, I was looking for patterns that were seamed, because I mm-hmm. didn't want to have right. a biased finished object. Right. But seeing that tank, I know that's what I want to knit. Yeah. And I know I'll have yarn left over too. It's another one of those, oh, I have enough yarn to knit something bigger, but I really want to knit this. Well, so we'll difficult.
1: both have probably en- enough Left over, if we put it together to knit it will be enough else. for something it's else real. yeah you could do that desert
0: tea or whatever it is you could do it striped because that would be enough for you to knit yourself i don't know
1: if that would be enough but there would be enough for something a cowl there i noticed that there have been several cowl patterns out of limen, linen yarn that have come out so it's this yeah, something like that so that was literally over the top by megan williams just want to mention that the lace pattern is both graphed and written. So depending whichever way you prefer to follow the instructions, they're both there for you. The second thing that I am knitting is what I am calling a so scrappy shawl which is a very basic shawl made out of my own sock scraps, which I have a very generous bag of sitting sitting in a box in my room. And every few years, I just get tired of having these scraps hang around, and I purge them. And in the past, I've made hats out of them. This year, I am trying shawls so i i recently finished a first version and this is my second version and i will talk more about that when i tell you what i have finished okay good i'm trying to convince her we'll talk about that <laughs> when we get to what if you so what are you knitting girl
0: i'm still knitting on my viajent the pattern by martina beam in my miss babs kilimanjaro which is a bfl lace weight yarn and I am really close to being done. I put it onto scrap yarn earlier today and tried it on, and I think I have about four to six inches left of the mesh lace bottom before I bind off. So I'm really close to the end, and I loved it when I tried it on. Loved it, loved it. For me, I started it with a smaller needle size than was recommended. I did not swatch because I knew I could check my gauge as I went and I didn't think that it was going to be an issue and I did increase needle sizes as I went. I'm now two needle sizes higher than when I started so I think I'm on a US 5 right now and I started with the US 3 Wow. and it is snugger at the top than I want it to be. So I'm going to end up wearing it more scrunched up at the top. Well, not more scrunched up, more of it scrunched up at the top than I originally thought I would, thus I'm knitting it longer. Well, it has the built-in cowl, but more of it, there's more fabric up top Mm -hmm. than I initially thought there would be, but Mm -hmm. I was okay with that when I tried it on. It didn't discourage me or disappoint me in any way, (laughs) but it definitely is a little more snug over the shoulders than I wanted it to be. And I know that as I block it out, I probably will get a little bit more width, but in hindsight, I wish that I would have started out with the US 5 and just kept going with that size. So always swatch, right? Live and learn. I, sh- you know, that's a rookie mistake and whatever. I'll pay the price. But like I said, super happy with the way it's turning out. I have mentioned in previous episodes that I was uncertain about the exciting variegation of the yarn because <laughs> it's a light gray base with very vivid pops of blue and purple. I really liked it when it was on. So I'm really happy about that one. And I am also still knitting my Hito Fude by Hiroko Fukatsu. And I'm using the Holt Skarn Coast Base, which is a cotton wool blend fingering weight yarn. And that one I'm knitting in sea green, which is a deviation from my normal colors. And I'm really enjoying it. Now, we still do have the mini unofficial knit-along happening for that mm-hmm. in our group, which was just a spontaneous thing. And I think there are... Close to 20 of us knitting it right now. So, what I did is I actually joined the sleeves and finished the ribbing, and I haven't started the skirt portion of the sweater yet because as more people joined, I didn't want to already be done with it. So, I'm prolonging the knitting of mine just so that I can enjoy the knitting along with everybody else.
1: Well, there's something about that knit too that for me it felt very calming. It, it was is. a very calming It's a relaxing knit, knit. and it felt okay it, or it feels okay to let that one just linger. go long because yeah. it doesn't feel like the kind of project you should hurry or stress over. Yeah, rush to get it off <laughs> yeah. the needles exactly. And
0: there were a couple comments in the knit along thread people saying when they first cast it on this is not a relaxing knit. I don't know what you're talking about. You are uh, crazy. <laughs> think, oh, now I no, feel bad for saying no, that. No, I'm exaggerating <laughs> that. I'm exaggerating it. But there was some sentiment that it was kind of fiddly to begin. Aww. And it is a big, giant provisional cast on. So there is a little bit of fiddliness in the beginning. But everyone agreed that once you get past or through the first lace repeat, then it becomes mm-hmm. relaxing because then you can start to see your knitting. You can see if you've made a mistake. You get the lace pattern you know you don't maybe you haven't memorized it at that point but it's not unfamiliar you've knit some of it etc so if you haven't cast on or if you have cast on and you didn't make it very far yet rest assured that once you get through that initial <laughs> you know 10 rows or so then the happiness will settle
1: in and you know i just want to say something about provisional cast on don't get stressed out about a provisional cast on if you don't want to go out and learn a new technique, don't go out and learn a new technique. Just pick up some scrap yarn, knit a few rows in stockinette, and then start at continue on in your sweater yarn. And then when you finish that piece and you need to come back, you put those stitches at the bottom. Where you see where the join is from your scrap yarn. Put those stitches back on. Cut your scrap yarn off, and you can do it that way. It's it's a little bit more work because you don't get the nice snazzy zipper pull of the crochet chain or some of the other fancy ways that you can do a provisional cast on. There's a way to do a provisional cast on where your stitches are already there waiting for you on another needle. There there are lots of ways that you can learn and. Going out and learning a te- new technique is great, but if you don't want to, you can cheat. <laughs> you know, and that's not even cheating, because honestly,
0: one of it's the not reasons cheating. <laughs> it took me so long to cast on Hita Fude was that provisional cast on. Oh. I know how to do a provisional cast on, but it takes more thought right. and effort for right. me to do it. Thus, when I just want something that's kind of no thought required, I don't want to deal with a provisional cast right. on. So that was one of the things that actually put me off starting yeah. that. And yeah, it did take me some extra effort to do it, but Charlene has a really good point and I always forget that you can do that because that's how she started her literally over the top tank, right? Mhm. Mm-hmm. She when she was showing it to me this weekend, it has a beautiful yellow bottom <laughs> and the rest of it is this beautiful gray. Well, the yellow bottom is just a few rows that she knit with scrap yarn yeah, and then started, you know, her fifth row or whatever, was with the lindy chain. Right. Well, why didn't I think of that? (laughs) Seriously. So I think the next time if I have a knit that's a provisional cast on and I'm like, I don't know if I want to do that. I'll just do my long tail cast on with scrap yarn and knit a few rows and start my pattern. Yeah, it works fine. I've done it on many,
1: many projects. I, I did my provisional cast ons that way before I knew that there were fancier ways to do it, to do them. Yeah, yeah, that's a very good idea. I always forget that. <laughs> so that's the Hitofu Day, and one
0: other thing I've been toying with—I think I'm going to pull some skeins out of my own personal stash as prizes for the Hitofu Day no along. because oh, cool. it has been so much fun for me to follow along in that thread, and some people have joined who really surprised me—people who I didn't even know listened to the podcast—and it's brought me so many smiles that I was thinking on my way home from work, hmm. I have this really pretty skein of Spirit Trail Fiberworks in my stash that could really be a good prize, and Aww. so I'm thinking, I'm thinking, thinking. So there will be at least one or two skeins of yarn as prizes when this is over, oh, and yes. I don't even know when over is going to be. Because <laughs> That's true. This is That's a huto fudein ongoing. Yeah, it's you know whatever. Yeah, I don't know what the the criteria for the prize will be, but. It there gets gets will be to something be Gail's
1: choice. Exactly.
0: <laughs> so, thank you to everybody who's participating in that. So, what have you finished? I'm super excited about this because I want to <laughs> hear what you're going to say.
1: <laughs> well, I've I men- I did mention that I am all about the shawls lately, mm-hmm. and I'm reaching over here because I have finished two Hohilo Catelli shawls that I absolutely love, love, love. Of they course. I forgot that you did the purple one. Oh, my goodness.
0: She is <laughs> yeah, a I have machine. I haven't
1: talked about Well, they're, they're, not, they're well, projects knew, that
0: I've been working on for well, a while. Well, I knew you would finish that before we recorded last time, but you didn't talk about it, so. Oh, I did it. I don't think so.
1: I don't think I have finished it.
0: Oh, and then you were really close. Yeah, yeah I was really it was really close. You finished on vacation, didn't you?
1: Anyway, it is the... Did I talk about this last time?
0: No, you didn't. That's what I'm saying. I knew you'd finished it, but you didn't talk about it. (laughs) She has to check. (laughs) It's very possible that I'm misremembering because I have a bad habit of doing
1: that lately. So the first one is the Let Your Heart Unwind Shawl by Hohilo Catelli. And I knit mine in Zen Yarn Garden Serenity Silk in the indigo colorway. And it's just gorgeous. It's so pretty. And as Gail mentioned, yes, it's entirely possible that I just forgot to talk about it last time. I well, you had just returned from vacation, and it was fresh off the needle. That's so. true. That's true. And now I was, you
0: you call this indigo, but to me it's purple. It's a beautiful. It is purple, purple but it's
1: the oh, it's the so tag. Pretty. The color on the tag is, is called indigo. indigo. Oh, it's just so lovely. So I don't know. I don't know enough about, I don't know anything about Zen Yarn Garden, so I don't know if it was actually indigo dyed, but I suspect it wasn't, because the color did not bleed on my hands, which I know a lot of real indigo dyed products bleed when you're working with them, and this one didn't. But it was called indigo on the tag, and it's a very deep purple, and there's some tonal areas to it which Mm -hmm. give the shawl a little bit of depth, it's just lovely. The shawl is alternating mesh pattern with seed stitch, and it was a pattern that Hohi had at a knitting event in the UK. Unwind Brighton. Unwind Brighton, that's what it was called. So Let Your Heart Unwind. Let Your Heart Unwind is the name, yes. So I'm very happy with this one. It's beautiful. absolutely love it. It's a neat shape. It's an interesting shape. It's a little bit larger in, it's not triangular, it's not perfectly, perfectly. uh Crescent. Crescent, that's the word I'm looking for. Thank
0: you. It's almost like it starts as a crescent, kind of gets blunt,
1: yeah, and then gets back to the crescent yeah. on the other side. Yeah. It's symmetrical. Very nice. Oh, it's beautiful. Happy with that. Yeah. And then the second one is one that I've actually been working on for longer. It's the inner piece Shawl by Hohilo Catelli, and this one is knit in sections, short row sections, somewhat reminiscent of her Imagine When shawl, but this one has this lovely twisted stitch edging, and then there are little attached baubles every fourth row. It baubles, is so stinking right? pretty. Those <laughs> are baubles.
0: <laughs> <laughs> totally different from like your Heart and Wine. I was a very different. It style is. Of shawl. This
1: one is very. Like, garter. Garter, and it's almost geometric, except the bobbles soften it up. Yeah. And the edge with the bobbles, there's more fabric to that because it's knit. It almost
0: looks like it's knit, like you pick up stitches and knit perpendicular. Yeah, it it looks like a
1: different direction, but it's not. It's knit as you go. But there's... I don't know, there's more fabric to it almost, I guess because of the short rows. So the shawl is wider at the bottom, having the most fabric at the very edge, and it almost ruffles. It's not quite a ruffle, it just kind of undulates. On the edge. Good description. <laughs> Good word. And the, the bobbles give it a little bit of movement on the end. I just love that. Oh, it's amazing. I, think, I love it. See, I
0: think of between this and Echoes of Color, I think it's going to have to be this one. I'll convince Lori to cast on it. Why wow, that amazing teal yarn that oh. is from Invictus?
1: Yeah. It's already wound and everything. Yes. It's just sitting there. Now I that I see yours, I just i am practically itching to cast it on. I would love to make another one. It's so soft and squishy. The reason that I stalled out on this shawl and that it took me so long is because at a certain point, well, when you're almost to the halfway point, you need to figure out where you're going to stop at one of the sections to make sure you have 50% of your yarn reserved for the second half of the shawl so that obviously you don't run out of yarn before you finish and it's it's great that you can do that you just need to weigh your yarn before you start so you know exactly how much you have weigh it little bit by little bit Mm -hmm. uh, you know as you go along figure out where it is that you're going to stop when you reach approximately that point then you start the second half of the shawl in sections so it worked out it's really nice and what yarn did you use this yarn is Anzula? Is right? Anzula? Do you remember
0: how much yardage that skein was? Because I can my look it up. skein is six hundred yards, and I'm wondering. You said that you, your center sections are a little bit shorter, because of your yardage. So I'm wondering. I'm trying to avoid having to weigh it, and no, oh. <laughs>
1: just like oh, knit up to no this mine point cause, was five hundred seventy-five. Oh, okay. so
0: you'll be great yeah. with six hundred. Okay. Because Charlene has the tiniest little bit of yarn left over. Tiny, very tiny. tiny little bit.
1: Very tiny, I would say. A, gram a yard.
0: Name. Yeah, yard <laughs> is probably a better estimate. A
1: teeny tiny little bit of yarn. Unwinded it's not enough her.
0: of a scrap to add into any project. This is waste yarn size. Yeah, exactly. Bit of- scrap. Oh, yeah, it's and I teeny. just I just tangled that it up into knot. a knot. But it's
1: probably a yard or two. Maybe and it's a, a yard or two. Beautiful grey.
0: Isn't that called elephant or
1: something yes. like that? Yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. So that was five hundred and seventy five yards. I had originally thought that I would use one of my six hundred yard skeins and I think I may do another because I like that shawl a lot. I can see wearing this one a lot like I wear my Imagine One shawl. A lot. Yep, um, I'm looking forward to knitting that. It's isn't it
0: that always how it works? You see someone else's finished object and mm-hmm, you simply must, yeah, it. yep.
1: yeah. It's hard sometimes. Pictures don't do it justice. Yep. So yeah, now I finally got this open. It is about a yard and a half. Yeah, left. she has a yard and
0: a half left <laughs> of her yarn. That was really well done. I love it when there's only that much yarn yeah, left. Yeah, so it is a big it's win. Perfect.
1: And then the last shawl that I have finished, I should not even project, I've been all about the shawls yeah. apparently, <laughs> is a shawl kind of of my own, I, I don't even want to say design, just whim. It's something that I called my so scrappy shawl. And I mentioned before that I would started a second one out of my sock scraps. I just took weighed out approximately 100 grams of several different colors. I don't even, one, two, three, four, five, looks like I had six different yarns in my first version, weighed out approximately 100 grams of sock yarn, and then cast on using a, well, I, I used a formula, I think I increased four times on the right side row and twice on the wrong side row, something like that. But I kept the same formula throughout and then just changed stitches as I went, as I felt like it. It was pretty basic. So some, are, <laughs> some rows are stockinette, some are garter, some, some are lay, sections, Some sections, yeah. Are... There, there's whole sections. Like I started out with stockinette just so that I would be able to tell visually easily the right side from the wrong side. But then as I knit, I would throw in some garter. I would knit two together, throw in eyelets. What else did I do? I did seed stitch. This one I'm thinking I may throw in some twisted stitches along the way. It's basically just a recipe, (laughs) Yeah. yeah, and then whatever I feel like doing, which was really nice because I took the first version of it with me on vacation. I did not have to have a pattern. I was able to knit it at the beach and by the pool without a pattern, without worrying about doing anything wrong because it's going to be a big shawl. I didn't have to count stitches. I didn't worry if one side got an extra yarn over Mm -hmm. or not, because when you're knitting a big shawl of that size, it really doesn't matter. And I'm not, I didn't need a specific number of stitches to continue on with a specific stitch pattern. So it was great. It worked. And And it's super, super, super cute. I'm really stunned with the results because I wasn't sure exactly how it would turn out. And it was beyond my expectations. So pretty. It was way beyond my expectations. It turned out really nice and it, it's going to be really hard to part with it. Well why do you have to part? I'm parting with it because I had committed Oh, it. that's right. That's right. I committed it to a a Shawl Ministry knit along that the Knit One Heart Two podcast is hosting, along with one of the teachers I think it's at Webb's Yarn Store. The one of the teachers there previously had a knitting group. I'm, I'm not sure about the story. I think she previously had a knitting group that contributed to her shawl ministry and either the group disbanded or she doesn't have enough shawls but she's collecting shawls, she's collecting shawls for distribution for people who need them for one reason or another and I had committed to making a shawl for that so it's going to that because well, I know I can make you. another one. <laughs> Shawl, yeah, I know I can make another one. So I'm hoping it will bring a smile to somebody's face. (laughs) Absolutely, it will. And that's what I
0: was alluding to, is that I'm trying to convince Charlene to write up some sort of recipe for the (laughs) shawl so that those of us without as much creativity (laughs) have something to follow. Because I love the idea of it, but I can see myself sitting there thinking well, what should I do now? And it would just be delightful to have like a one page
1: recipe. Yeah, I may do that. I have had several PMs from folks who have already stumbled upon the photo. I put it on Instagram and then I do have a project photo. So there are some folks who stumbled upon the project page before I mentioned it even on the podcast and they requested instructions or wanted to know if I was going to put it out as a pattern and, basically it's just a recipe, so I don't think I'm going to make it as formal as a pattern, but I may write up something for those of you who are interested. Yeah, I would love to do that. (laughs) Yeah, it it was really fun. And like I said, it was just nice to be able to sit down and knit without counting stitches or worrying about getting sand or beach water, pool water on my sunscreen on my pattern so yeah it was great I had a good time well, and doing that well you can do that. that with any weight scraps too
0: if exactly all of the same weight
1: exactly as long as it's all the same weight because I'm already collecting a pile of single plies to do the same thing with so you would just have to for example if you were doing it with worsted weight
0: scraps it would have to be more than 100 grams of yarn I
1: don't know I'd have Would to it look at. I'd have to. I'd have to look at and see what. I, I. I. just know that most socks gains are hundred grams. I right. have to look at it and see what. How much? You just take a worsted weight shawl that you have and weigh yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Or see what other patterns use. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So.
0: Yeah, I'm super excited. It was so pretty.
1: So <laughs> really, I would love to yeah. be able to do that. Like I because said, it really just exceeded my expectations. Well,
0: the delightful thing about using your own scraps for something like that, too, is that it's all yarns that you loved, and that's why you bought them in the right. first place to knit with. So right. to put them all together into one shawl, it's just fun. Because, yeah. oh, and I remember this was from that yeah, project. that's true. that project. That's and true. There are already that's colors true. you love and usually yeah. bases you love. So how about you, Gail? What have you finished? Well, besides the floral opulence tank, which I am wearing, I also finished a little baby hat, which is called the Little Scallops Hat. It's a free download on Ravelry by the designer Maria Carlander. And I've talked about this before because I've knit this hat, I think, at least two times before.
1: Yeah, I remember you yeah. mentioning
0: that when you said that. I was like, wait a minute, heard i heard that before. That. Yeah. It was something, it was like the little monster hat at right, one point, and they changed right. the name or yes. something bizarre. And I used leftover sock weight yarn that I had. I had just enough left of my Madeline Tosh Fragrant in their sock base. And then my Western Skynet Sock in the Pink Bow colorway. So it's really, really cute. So we wanted to do a quick knit-along update. And then we were going to talk about something that I'm afraid if I say this word, you're going to turn off the podcast. So you have to promise you won't turn us off. We're going to talk about crochet and why it's helpful for knitters. But knit-along update. As of yesterday, we have 38 finished projects, and we still have over a month to go, so super exciting. There have been some fabulously beautiful projects. If you haven't looked in the FO thread yet, please check it out because lots of fantastic inspiration going there. There have even been a couple projects that were variegated yarns that looked like almost every color in the palette. I saw one of those yesterday. It's it awesome amazing. because when yeah. you look at the... The Pantone palette and the way they have the lines diagonally of each color, they don't appeal to me. But when it's all in one shawl, it looks so pretty. It's so pretty. I agree. So really, really nice projects. And I will be casting on my Puck shawl very soon, which will use the Royal Blue, Aluminum, and Misty Mauve in stripes. And I did want to tell you the prizes again, because in case you haven't heard, and they are also in the knit-along finished object thread, and the chatter thread. But, just so that everybody knows who our awesome sponsors are, patterns from the following awesome designers, Anna-Marie Otvos, Martina Beam, Hohe Locatelli, Isabel Kramer, Boo Nitz, Kirsten Johnstone, Kelly Brooker, Helen Stewart, and Estella Haynes is giving us two patterns to give away. So, awesome and yarn from the following awesome dyers miss babs is sending two skeins western Knits dye for yarn sent two beautiful skeins jinx sent a beautiful skein and dragonfly fibers is sending us a skein so lots of really fantastic prizes and you know what i just realized we didn't do what? we didn't do the drawing for the book giveaway We're such novice giveaway people. We'll do it on our next podcast because we didn't give people that much notice anyways. Okay. So we'll give you until the next recording. That sounds
1: like a good plan.
0: (laughs) Okay. So do you think that crochet is a nasty bad word? Oh, not at all. I don't think so either. But some people, (laughs) apparently, some knitters think that crochet is just not worth mentioning or a bad word. Not at all. Crochet is fantastic. (laughs) And we were talking about it this week. It seems to have come up in a lot of knitting patterns for both of us lately. And Julia Trice, who is Mind of Winter Design, she's a great contributor to our Ravelry group. She has recently released two beautiful crochet cowl patterns that are
1: just fantastic.
0: I know. I've
1: thought about trying one of those. I tend to be more of a freeform crochet person not having followed a lot of patterns in the past but they're so pretty. They are they're really pretty. Obviously the look of crochet is very different
0: from the look of knitting so there are many things that I think are prettier in crochet than they are in knitting and I think that a lot of the floral motifs in crochet are just beautiful and it's Mm -hmm. very hard to duplicate that in knitting and I think that Julia did a really beautiful job of making she a floral did. pattern with crochet so what kind of techniques are valuable to a knitter when it comes to crochet well we were just talking about a provisional cast on there mm-hmm. is a crochet chain provisional cast on which I just used for the first time in my hito fu day and loved it it's a little bit more work because you have to crochet a chain and then pick up stitches from that chain to knit into but there's a cast, you know, there's a crochet right. technique, there's the chain. So were you able to, oh, you haven't pulled yours out yet. I have. Oh, you have. Were yeah. you able to just do the rip cord? Well, pull? okay, when you said there's the magical rip cord, well, the idea is with the crochet chain, you just pull on the loose end and do 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 it all comes unraveled. It's just never like come knit. out for me that simply. Well. <laughs> I still end up snipping. <laughs> it. I did have to snip in a couple places where I split the yarn mm-hmm. when I picked it up. But the issue for me was because I'm knitting with a cotton wool blend, I was afraid that the stitches were going to unravel. So Mm. I very carefully undid my crochet chain one at a time, picked up the stitch. Undid one, picked up the stitch. I did not just go... Right. So anyway, provisional cast on with the crochet chain. The other crochet technique I've used many times in my knitting is... As you've all heard I often end up with a sweater that starts to stretch out at the neck or the shoulders etc I've used a crochet chain at the collar on many sweaters to keep it from stretching at the collar mm-hmm. so that's again just a very simple crochet chain I go into the wrong side of the fabric at the collar and just crochet a chain all the way around the seam inside the collar so another great use of of crochet and a crochet chain is about the easiest thing to do that there is it's a slip knot that you do with a crochet hook is all it is lots of different other ideas like on Megan's literally over the top Charlene said that you knit all the way up you knit over the collar and all the way back down then you join to do the ribbing at the bottom in the round but then she has you do a crochet join to seam the sides of the tank top so Mm -hmm. another crochet
1: in a knit pattern. Which is another option for seaming for any pattern. Exactly. You don't have to wait for it to be specifically mentioned or instructed in a pattern. You can do that in many cases. It, it helps if you do it on a pattern or on a project or piece that you know for sure has the same number of rows because then you just go stitch by stitch by stitch and you can match them up perfectly that way if you're not sure if or if one side has to be eased in a little bit it's probably not the best method of join but when you know you have the same amount of rows i think it works great it's really easy i but did it, that on my log cabin
0: blanket too and it was perfect so the oh, log good. cabin blanket was a knit but I crocheted all the edges together because cool. they did have the same number of stitches. Yes,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: And that was a lot faster than seaming them with
1: a the needle. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it is a little bulkier than mm-hmm. a traditional seam. So that's something to keep in mind. You may not want that on, you may not want to do that, for example, on a sweater that's already knit in bulky weight yarn. So you want to reserve it for specific instances but it's really easy to do. Yeah, it is very simple.
0: And the other way it's often, not often, but sometimes integrated into knitting patterns is if there's a crocheted edge on an Mm -hmm. object. It could be an afghan, it could be a sweater collar, you know, I've seen it in many different ways. So lots of different ways that crochet is integrated into knitting. But besides that, Charlene and I both got our start in the fiber world yarny world
1: with crochet. We did. Yeah. We did. You've been crocheting for how long? Your whole life, practically? Pretty much. Since I I remember crocheting when I was a little kid. My grandmother was a very pro- proficient crochet-er? crochet yeah, crocheter. Person? Crocheter? <laughs> she, I think I've mentioned it before on the podcast, she crocheted these intricate lace doilies, lace table runners, the kind of thing that you look at and think really somebody did that by hand because it just looks so fine and machine-made and family heirloom quality that that kind of thing and with very very thin thread too which would drive me crazy um, doing any kind of project with that but she did it and they're beautiful and by the time I was born, or by the time I was old enough to crochet, she wasn't doing that type of fine work anymore, but I do remember her crocheting dolls and stuffed animals, and she taught me when I was really young to crochet these little bookworm bookmarks and just very easy things, and I crocheted a lot of, like I mentioned previously, I crocheted a lot of stuffed animal clothing. (laughs) So, yeah, and how long have you been doing it? I don't even remember. At least
0: 15
1: years, Yeah, at least. Yeah, and you made a lot of blankets. Yeah, I've made lots yeah. and
0: lots of blankets. Both, all three of my kids have blankets. Friends and family have blankets.
1: Yeah. Yeah, because honestly
0: crochet goes a lot faster than
1: knitting. Right, That's and that's what my grandmother did. When I was growing up, by that time, she was doing the blankets, and I still have blankets that she made. Yeah,
0: so, just the fact that, you know, well, we come from a history, obviously, where we've crocheted a lot, and it's easy to do, and I know a lot of people are hesitant about learning a new craft, you know, you like doing what you know how to do, but if, we've talked about this before too, if you're having pain associated with knitting for some reason, try to do some crochet because it's different muscles and the knitting muscles can have a break and yet you can Mm -hmm. still be working with yarn. Lots of different resources for learning how to crochet. Things like obviously the internet and YouTube. There are great craftsy courses. Mm -hmm. Even the thing about crochet to me is that just like knitting, there are only a few stitches to learn, right? right? Knitting is all knit or purl or some variation thereof. Crochet is all chain or variation thereof. So you can learn the basic stitches very easily and just go there isn't you know just like you knit your first garter stitch scarf it's the same idea you know cast on or chain x
1: number right. of stitches and go hook your so, yarn through pull it through once it's a single crochet hook it around a t- couple times and it's, it's, a, it's double a double crochet, crochet exactly and, and it's the same motion same movement just put together in different combinations right so easy to learn and the Fun thing to me
0: about crochet is that now that I'm more proficient with it, there are two ways to do it. You can find patterns that have it written out, so Mm -hmm. they can tell you single crochet, double crochet three times, repeat, you know, just like a knitting pattern. Or, now that I know that these exist, they have Japanese crochet patterns, just like there are Japanese knitting patterns that are mostly visual. Same thing exists for crochet, and not just Japanese crochet patterns, but American, etc., where there's actually a picture of a motif, for example, and you know that this little loop means a single crochet, and this one means a half-double crochet, etc., and it's just an easy visual to follow without Mm -hmm. having to wade through a bunch of text instructions. So just, it's fun, and things like granny squares are a fun way to learn, because a granny square, you can knit an entire granny square afghan without ever breaking the yarn. So most people think it's a series of small squares that you have to join together. Not necessarily true. You can go around and around and around and around and around and end up with a gigantic square. That's all from the same beginning. And there isn't any seaming involved. So just something to think about a different craft to learn something fun to challenge your mind. If you're in the mood for it or a new, small skill to learn is in the provisional cast on with a crochet chain instead of a regular provisional cast on and funny you know how it always happens when you start talking about a subject everybody starts talking (laughs) about it or it seems like it well i was having a different online conversation this morning on ravelry one of my other friends maggie She was saying that when she was 16, she used to crochet skirts and sell them. And she was actually featured in The Seventeen magazine as a little crochet phenom. And I thought that was so cool. That is. (laughs) And that That all started because she said she's considering crocheting curtains for her new apartment. Mm. Because that would be a very quick project. You could make it very lacy and very beautiful, yeah. and it wouldn't be that expensive because, right. you know, you wouldn't have to use your treasured yarn for that because you're going to want to wash your curtains properly. Right, so right. washable would be better.
1: So. And then one thing that I wanted to mention is Gail had mentioned some resources. Oh, sorry. I got distracted oh, with that. Okay. That's okay. <laughs> derailed myself. A while ago, we reviewed a book from Edie Ekman. And I have taken a class from her. I took a class from her a couple of years ago at TNNA when it was in Long Beach. And one of the things that I learned in that class was how to do a ribbed crochet edging so that you can do edging on sweaters in crochet. Mm -hmm. Now, when you... Do an edging on a sweater, as you know, you've already knit the body, you've sewn sewn your pieces together, so you have your basic sweater together, but you still need either a button band or a button band plus neck band or a combined button band neck band that goes all the way around, and picking up the stitches often frustrates people because you sometimes can pick up too many, and then you get the ruffled look or you pick up not enough and then your knit doesn't lay flat perfectly, it's so easy to pick up and crochet your edge with just one loop on your needle rather than having to pick up every single stitch first and then knit a few rows and see how it looks. So that is something to consider if picking up stitches is one of your big frustrations.
0: Well, and that's also a good point, because I've had many knits where it's difficult to pick up the stitches, mm-hmm. for whatever reason, because it's a fine gauge yarn, or I don't know. It's much easier to do it with a crochet hook than it is to try to stick the needle down there and finagle it through. I mean, a hook has a hook on
1: the end, well, so it's and easy you're, to just pull the yarn up. You, too. you see it as you go, and you're only working with that one... You're not picking up, you know, a hundred stitches or something. You're just picking up one stitch at a time, so you're only working with that one stitch. You see it as you go, and you can see whether it's going to lay flat. So it can be a really good option for people who really get frustrated by the picking up stitches technique. Oh, if you can so, find a resource to link to for that, I'm having trouble visualizing exactly what I will. Exactly I will what I'll mean. find my class handouts. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, it's it's a really neat technique. So that was just something to throw out there, because I know a lot of people do get frustrated by picking up stitches. And I'm taking Edie Ekman's Craftsy class right now, which is
0: mostly about joins and joining motifs as you go. But there's a lot of great just general crochet information in the class, and she's a fantastic instructor. I mean, Mm -hmm. she's excellent. She has four different books. So we we have reviewed a book on the podcast, and she has several others, which I know I've checked at least one out from the library before mm-hmm. so I'm sure that she has one that teaches general basic crochet techniques as well mm-hmm. so and for me it was easier to learn to crochet Ooh, sorry about the wind just wind. slammed the door <laughs> startled me it was easier for me to learn to crochet than it was to knit I know that a lot of people I know who did the opposite learned to knit first said the crochet was fiddly because they were used to a needle in both hands but for me like tensioning the yarn is the same and a lot of the motions although you are using different muscles a lot of the motions are the same yeah so it's not a big learning curve at least it wasn't for me and like I said it was just easier for me to learn to crochet so kind of just interesting I was able to crochet a lot while nursing babies Mm -hmm. because you it's you don't have to use both hands quite as much (laughs) so it was easy to have one hand underneath the baby supporting the baby and the others just crocheting away
1: (laughs) interesting tidbit I I think for me That was why I picked up continental knitting, or I should say holding my yarn in my left hand as opposed to holding my yarn while knitting in my right hand, because I tensioned with my left hand learning to crochet, so it was something that felt very familiar to me. Yeah, that's probably
0: why it was harder for me to learn to knit, because I was holding my yarn in my right hand when I first learned, and then switch to my left hand. Yeah. So, yeah. Because a lot
1: of people who have only held their working yarn in their right hand watch me and they say, oh, is that left-handed knitting? Well, no, it's not. I'm just holding my working yarn in my left hand. Mm -hmm. And for me, it wasn't a stretch because I had done that with crochet. I think we're done. I think we are done. Okay. Happy knitting and Please keep
0: posting keep in the knit along threads. We're having so much fun watching and we're having fun watching
1: all those inspiring efforts. I love seeing the <laughs> styling photos. That's absolutely my favorite part absolutely. of this knit along. <laughs> yep.
0: I'm having fun with that too. Yeah. And I, I may have purchased a couple outfits, like pieces <laughs> of outfits to go with my finished, th- well, they haven't even been cast on yet. <laughs> I plan to have it finished by the end of the knit along item. So. Sometimes you have to jump on those sales when know, you
1: find them. I know I did. <laughs> okay, thanks everyone. Happy knitting. Happy knitting. Bye. Bye. You can find us on iTunes at Yarniax Podcast. Visit our blog with show notes at yarniax.com. We have a growing Ravelry group, and you can follow us on Twitter at Yarniax. Goodbye and good knits.